Hey guys, welcome to episode 57 of the At the Coffee Table podcast. I'm Jason Clank, your host, and I am joined today by Jessica Dennehy. And this is a real pleasure of mine. Jessica has become quite the social media influencer, especially on Instagram and a lot of what she does. And she has a really unique story. So that's why I had her on the podcast today. But just to give you some background, Jessica is a best-selling author. She's a coach. She's a legal strategist. She's a business owner and a speaker. Um, and just about everything that encompasses uh, being an entrepreneur. So Jessica, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Now you're down in Long Island, right? Yes. Yeah, so she's downstate, I'm upstate, upstate, the real upstate in central New York, um, not Albany. Um, so Jess, I wanted to kind of dive into your background a little bit because it's it's super interesting to me how you went from attorney to business owner and a barbershop business owner to yoga instructor to um, writing books and being a business coach and coaching that you're doing now kind of give everyone an idea of your journey up to this point and what, 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 and, and just to talk, uh, just to make it make sense. Cause the title of the, the podcast episode is pivot and slay, which is just took directly from Jessica's current book. Um, and it's everything you're about to hear is about pivoting. And it's a lot of what I <laughs> talked about here. Um, talked about here in the last year because of all the pivots that we have all had to do. Yeah. So, Talk, talk about these pivots and your journey. Yeah, it's funny because I love Friends, the series. And on mm -hmm. one of the episodes, you know, they have that moment where they're trying to move a couch up the stairs and they're yelling pivot. And ever yeah. since then, and this is many years now, I've always right. used this word. It became quite a buzzword last year. But to me, it's something that I use authentically all the time because right. I think it's it's more purposeful than they give it credit for over the pandemic because to me a pivot really is a really purposeful movement to get around a hurdle so that you could still yeah. achieve success and we've all done that to a certain extent during the pandemic and I realized that I have been doing that for quite a long time in my own life and although my background might seem really um disjointed it's all interconnected and has led me to this exact moment um right. my dream as a kid was to be a lawyer i always wanted to be a lawyer and i went to mm -hmm. law school i barely got in which i talk about in my book and i did that for 10 years i worked on wall street as the, a new york stock exchange regulator i love that job it was great it was exciting they put you right into the fire, which is right up my alley. And they let me right. um, do depositions and hearings right away, which most young attorneys takes years to experience that. So that was a great, that was awesome. But at some point I had my daughter and my husband at the time was out of work and he had this great business idea. And I am, was not an entrepreneur prior to this, but I had a lot of business experience from Wall Street. And I, we were kind of like, let's just go for it. Cause I was, I was tired of working 80 hours for someone else. And I wanted sure. to kind of start developing um, a way an exit strategy from my nine to five, so to speak. That was way longer right. than five o'clock. Um, right. So we, you know, like any good business, filling the need in a marketplace is what really makes you successful. So at the time mm -hmm. there were no high end barber shops around. This is like nine years ago. Now the barbering industry has become quite a thing, but back then it wasn't. So we opened up a luxury barbershop. It took off 
And we started to scale it and I left Wall Street to help scale the business and become more involved in the business. Because at first I was really just an investor and I was still working a lot on Wall Street. And, right. you know, we would talk about business strategies, but my ex was really the person in the day to day. So um, three years later, when the business took off, I left my job, which was a safety net and a scary right. time to take a risk and go out there in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and we just grew that business and I've learned so much. We, we scaled to three shops. We sold one. We're about this year to about to open up another one. And um, I've learned so much through the years. And what I realized over the pandemic is I could really help people. You know, business owners were struggling with what to do and how to survive. And I bring such a unique perspective because I'm a lawyer and not many coaches are. I don't know of any others actually that are. So um, mm -hmm. I bring a really unique perspective. And the, the thing I like to talk about the most, which isn't very lawyerly, is mindset. Because I think that in any business and in any entrepreneur experience, your mindset is everything. And if you are telling yourself you can't, then you won't. If you're willing to have the confidence to take a risk and maybe fail, you're right. going to see how far you can go. And I think that is the most important thing that anyone can work on is self-development and mindset. Right. You know, it's funny because you, you hit on a lot of the, the topics that, that I've been, you know, hitting on myself recently um, because I, I do some coaching work with Jerry James Coaching. And, um, you know, a lot of what I've tried to infuse into it is not all about the real estate business. It's you know, your own personal growth and your growth mindset and, and not only, you know, trying to grow whatever business that you're attempting to scale, but, you know, improving your mind, improving your physical health and, and wrapping it all together in, in, um, in a nice little ball in order to um, progress forward. And, you know, a lot of folks, they kind of, <laughs> they kind of look at it and they're, what do you mean? I got to, you know, I get to keep learning or work out or whatever. So do you, do you see any typical kind of pushbacks when, when you're, when you're infusing that within, within your coaching? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, th I think people, I find the people who really want to coach already understand that they need okay. help. And, you know, <laughs> we all kind of need help in some areas of our life. So if you're, if you're the kind of person that's like, I don't need that. I don't think you're being honest with yourself because we could all be improving in some way. And I think the people who get coaches are really the people that understand that this is not a destination event. We are on a journey where we are constantly evolving. And in my mm -hmm. opinion, and what my book is really about is that if you are not willing to adapt, you are sure to fail because life not just business, but life is going to be throwing hurdles at you nonstop. Right. And right. adapting is the only way to survive. And we've seen that just through evolution itself. Right. So um, right. I think, you know, people, I, I think the biggest problem I see is not that people are unwilling to do the work or to, to grow, but they don't understand how to manifest it. Because when we talk about mindset, it's so intangible. And it's hard for people to be aware and to start to gain awareness. And I think that that's the biggest struggle. So what I've done with the people that I coach is start them off in the physical, because I think mm -hmm. we can all understand physical body stuff. And for me, my yeah. journey started there too. I was going through right. a rough time in my life. I found yoga. 
I hated mm -hmm. yoga the first time I did it, but I, re I went back to it to try it again um, in this difficult time. And what I found was a lifeline because it I understood like, oh, if I try to do this really difficult thing physically, my mind is now focused on one purpose. So mm -hmm. when we're, we're nervous and our mind is chattering, that's mindset. That's, you know, anxiety and mm -hmm. um, people don't understand. And I'm including myself because I didn't how to right. stop the train. So right. I always teach my entrepreneurs to connect it to something physical, either like pushing yourself a little harder at the gym or starting mm -hmm. to do something physical. If you don't have that as part of your daily routine, because right. your body, your mind will be distracted by and, and not distracted, that's the wrong word. Your mind will be refocused on this one thing, which is like, how the heck am I gonna get through this physical activity? And you'll right. see that the mind chatter will slow down because you have to concentrate. So I think when you connect those two things, it helps people um, have more understanding. Because if you just throw things out like mindset and meditation, it's like scary and overwhelming and people don't right. understand it. So you have yeah. to just, as a coach, I think connect the dots for people and that's a good way. Yeah, that's, I, I think that, you know, one of the pieces of content I, I'm pretty sure that I saw you put out on Instagram the other day was talking about, you know, getting, you know, quieting the noise, getting rid of the noise. And I, I've heard other social media influencers talking about that. And I guess everybody has their different way of, you know, kind of tuning that out. It's a challenge for me because, you know, when you're, when you're going hundred miles an hour all day long, um, it's really tough to kind of tune that out. And there's a lot to be said for, like you said, doing a physical activity, doing exercise, maybe meditating, doing yoga. Um, because it's at the end of the day, if you don't, you know, I have found that you don't have your own peace of mind. It's really difficult to get through each day and feel like you feel accomplished each day. Am I close? Yeah. Yeah, because I, to me, if you are multitasking all day, you're really just not focused all day. That's what that means right. to me, like when someone says that. So right. I, and I think there's a misconception that to quiet the mind is like all day, my mind is quiet and tranquil, but no, that's not realistic, you know? But what, what it is, is if you, like I start out in the morning, I'm a morning person. So I start out doing exercise in the morning and I push myself a little bit because it'll focus my mind. So think about it. If you're like trying to lift 400 pounds off the floor, I don't do this by the way, but as an example, you're gonna be focused on lifting this thing because you're gonna need every ounce of energy. So your mind has one thing to think about. That's relaxing because your mind is normally thinking about a hundred things. So yep. you've essentially focused onto one thing for 30 minutes, 40 minutes mm -hmm. while you're doing your exercise. That transfers to your day. So it's right. not that you'll you'll have one blissful thought all day, but that you've quieted your mind enough so that it could actually like weed come out of the weeds and be like, hey, hey, life, all right, what we got right. next? And then you sit down and do work and suddenly you're feeling a little more focused and a little more right. like um, energized for that purpose. And that's quieting the mind. It's not a, an all day event. Um, you're going to have to constantly be redirecting yourself. It's a, it's a, right. it's work, it's work, but it's doable. Sure. And I think if we like start to work in smaller increments, it's not so yep. overwhelming for people. Right. Right. No, you know, that's super great stuff. Now, I th when I first saw you, it was on Thomas Keenan's podcast, and you, you have it now. 
are you part of his his coaching business as far as your own personal coach through Thomas, or is it more of a business relationship uh, that extends into your businesses? Well, I um, I have my own coaching company, Pivot and Slay, where I offer one on one coaching services, and I have uh, workshops that I run. And I also help people form entities and do trademark applications and stuff like that. So um, that's my own business, Pivot and Slay. I have become friends with Thomas. It started out, uh, I was a lawyer for him for a specific purpose um, in his former business. And we developed a friendship. And mm -hmm. now I am, I am part of his um, mastermind networking group, Apex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Breakthrough Academy. Um, now he works for them full time, but I, I am a member of them and I do network with them and okay. I'm not a, I'm not a coach for them. I do coaching okay. through my own company, your own company. Right. Yeah. Um, so I always find it interesting when you, when you have, you know, you try to, you know, run a business or scale businesses, um, but you also have family to worry about and all these extra forces imposing on you. And as, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, um, you, you know, it. how difficult is time management for you when, when you have the kids and the family and the business and everything that goes on in your life? It's a challenge. And that's why it's so important to focus. Um, actually, I was just on a coaching call with a client yesterday talking about this because we don't treat our family like a client but we should because if you think about it i've i've dedicated you're not my client right but like i've dedicated this time to your podcast i'm not answering my phone i'm not right. checking my email i am right. present for you because that is what my calendar has told me i am doing right now right we right. don't give that same attention to our loved ones and i think that's when we start to feel like we are failing and really it's just about discipline, right? Because if I had a coaching client at, from two to 2.30, sorry kids, but this isn't your time. This is my time with my client. I have to be present. Right. In that same way, I have to do that for my children and I have to mm -hmm. carve out the time to be there and present. And the, the only way that you're gonna be able to um, feel like you're winning in all these areas of your life is to be yeah. really respectful of your time and right. create boundaries with your clients, with your coworkers, with your children, with your family about what that time means. So this is my time to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to honor my boundary and do what I'm supposed to do during that time. And so right. I don't like this whole balance thing because I think balance insinuates like every day is going to be balanced. For me, right. it's a juggling act. And I think that kind of gives you like a good picture of how difficult it is, you know, to keep all the balls in the air. So I sit down with my people, my clients, and I tell them, what's the five most important things in your life? So for me, it's my kids, my my barbershop business, my pivot and slay business, my fitness, and my relationship. And I have to make sure that I am giving enough love to each of those things throughout the week. So there will mm -hmm. be days where my kids don't get as much love as my business, but then there will be like later in the week, my kids will get more love than my business. And at the end of the week, right. has it evened out? Have I touched on all the major things in my life that need TLC? And that's how I keep all of that going. Um, yeah. But it's not easy. It doesn't really get easier. I think you get in a rhythm, but right. you know, every day is still a struggle to stay on task and stay disciplined so that you can have those present moments. And 
it's worked out because I used to spend a lot more time with my kids, but not as present. Now I have maybe less time because I have this new business, but the time I spend mm-hmm. with them is very focused and purposeful and I think more meaningful. Yeah. Cause you know, I always feel like I juggle a lot of balls in the air and, and time management is, is difficult. But then I look at some colleagues that don't manage time at all and it's very reactive, reactive to, you know, do I have to be with a client or do I have to work now or oh, the family needs me out, the kids need me. And it always seems like the wheels are coming off the track. And yeah. so I said, go, well, geez, maybe, maybe I'm not so bad at this. Uh, <laughs> um, listen, of, the fact that you're even thinking about it shows yeah. that you're on the ball because this awareness is the first step, right? You become right. aware and then you can actually control it. But if you're not controlling your schedule, you, your schedule is controlling you. And don't yeah. we all want to be in the driver's seat? Like, I know I do. I want to be able to control the way my day flows. That's the reason I left my nine to five. If I wanted to be controlled by someone else, I'd just stay over there and let them control me. But I want my right. freedom. I want yeah. the day to run the way I want it to run. And the right. only way to do that is to take back your control and stick to yeah. the plan. Yeah, no, you know, I love that because it's just, I think a lot, a lot of people struggle with that and they want to do more, but they can't and they just don't feel like, you know, I, I time block every hour of my day just to stay and give the right focus to the right things. Some some days it works super well, other days not so much. Yeah, um, that's that's natural because not every yeah. day will be perfect. But I think taking right. the steps to structure your day, for the most part, when people feel like the day's gotten away from them, it's because they didn't control it. They yeah. let it control them. And yep. I think you can work more efficiently. You could be more efficient. Right. And if you do a time study, like Thomas's book, Unfuck Your Business, shows you how to do a time study. Yeah. If you do a time study, you'll see areas in your day where you were not efficient. And if you just clean mm-hmm. that up, you, you get so much more time out of the day. Because we all get the right. same amount of time. It's just what we do with it that matters. Yeah. Yep. All the same 24 hours. Um, so... High-end barbershop. I want to go back to that for a second because that's not anything that's familiar, you know, up here where I'm at in New York. Um, so what makes, what comprises of a high-end barbershop? Well, where I live, the two options used to be a woman's salon or uh-huh. like a tiny little dingy shop that hasn't been updated since 1950. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Well, what we did was we elevated it and made it a man's place with manly Mm. decor and, you know, a manly feel. So it's not like being in a salon, but you get that high end feeling that you do in a salon. So a little bit extra care, hot towels, um, Mm. you know, everything is clean and uniform and, you know, comfy and not just like, oh, you're in this like crickety old chair and like this rip. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Mind you, I haven't been in a barbershop in a long, long time. But what I remember is, you know, a, a dark, dingy place where you got an old guy maybe smoking a cigar. He cuts your hair in about five minutes and sends you on your way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we want, we felt like there was a need for it, the, for men to have another option besides that, what you just described, right. or a woman's yep. salon. Because not many men right. want to sit in the middle of a woman's salon either. And sure. the cuts there are like 50, 60 bucks. So we have like a moderate price range and you get a luxury experience and Mm -hmm. people went crazy for it because they needed it. You know, men like to be pampered too, especially in Long Island. 
but I think it's catching <laughs> on. Now they're airing it. <laughs> you know, it, 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 there's nothing wrong with a little pampering, male or female. So, <laughs> yeah. and the beards so, took off. You know, beards came back several oh, yeah. years ago, and they yeah. haven't gone away. And yeah. that takes a lot of manicuring and um, you know dedication yeah. and upkeep. So there are some finely manicured beards I've seen out there. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't gone that long, long enough route yet. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the book because, you know, your, your book's yeah. out, uh, Pivot and Slay. There you go. It is on Amazon. Yes, um, it is. So what drew you to write a book, you know? Thomas inspired me to write a book, actually, oh, when okay. I met him. Um, yeah. I was... I love to write. I've always loved to write. It's part of the reason I became a lawyer. So then, mm -hmm. And then I thought, hey, I'm pretty good at this. And I have an interesting story to tell. And I feel like it could help people because the pandemic made everyone reevaluate their life and everyone kind of had yeah. to overcome something, you know, whether it was job loss, loss of a family member, or just, you know, adjusting to being at home with the family all, all right. the time. So I felt right. like it was an opportune moment because a lot of people can relate to the constant flow of life. And um, I learned a lot about myself from writing a book, I have to say, because I think there were some moments in my life I didn't necessarily register as a pivot, but they clearly okay. are now when I look back at, on them and I'm, I'm you know, writing it. So mm -hmm. I think it was such a great experience. I learned a lot about myself and I've gotten really good feedback. I think it's a, a topic that many people can relate to. Uh, sure. I'm pretty raw about it. I'm, you know, about, I think one thing people don't necessarily talk about enough on social media, especially is when they don't win. And I'm pretty open about my losses, you know, the things that where I've struggled or I've made a mistake or I didn't do the best that I could have. Mm -hmm. And I think people relate to that because they're like, oh, man, she's real. She's authentic. And, you know, she yeah. makes mistakes it, even up to last year, you know, like. Right. And I think it's something that is missing from social media. We live in this world where everyone puts up all the great stuff they do and no one talks about the struggles that it takes to get there. And right. anyone who tells you they haven't struggled is just lying. Yeah, no doubt. Because, well, it's like you said before, not every day is going to be perfectly balanced. And, you know, every, you know, every new adventure has its challenges. And yeah, I, I've talked about and talked about with other people about all the, all the pivots that I've seen, you know, I've made my own pivots in my life where I walked away from, you know, a 19 year career in public safety to, do something else because quite frankly, I was burnt out, done, yeah. I was done with the work. I'd seen a lot in 25 years. I saw a lot. And so it, it was time to do something else and the right opportunity presented itself. And it was time to jump off that cliff without a parachute. Yeah. Um, and and it's scary. It's, yeah. It's so scary, scary as hell. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times that those are the most reward I find that it's the most rewarding is, is taking that chance. Um, cause the reward is, is worth the risk sometimes, you know, I was saying it the other day, if it doesn't hurt you financially or physically, it may be worth doing. And, um, I just, I, I, I find a lot of value in that. So that's super cool. Thank um, you. I wanted, I wanted to give people not just my story, 
you know, it wasn't just storytelling for storytelling's sake. Like I wanted people yeah. to understand how I made the decisions that I did, what in my, like how I gained the confidence to start taking these risks and making these moves and how they panned right. out. And sometimes they were a flop and sometimes not. But I right. wanted people to walk away with like tangible ways that they could start changing their mindset and anything I put in there is stuff I did myself. So, and I didn't read a book to do it. I just kind of like followed my gut and this is where it yeah. took me. And if yeah. I could save someone else and shave off a couple of years of heartache for them and soul searching, I want to do yeah. it. I want to give All people right. the tools they need to get there faster than I did. Right. No, that's great. And that's, you know, there's just something about trying to bring value to other people and give them that insight and, you know, learn from, you know, one of those things of learn from my mistakes, learn where I messed up. Um, and that's just, there's, that, that's just super cool to be able to do and put it in writing because I've thought about, you know, what it's like to write a book, but I, I have a, like, if, if we sit here and have a conversation, I could draw firehouse stories out of my head in a New York second. But if I were to go and try to write them down or remember it complete block. <laughs> well, you're in luck because technology is here to help you, right? You could record right. your voice and yep. tell a story and have it transcribed and then edit it into a book. You don't have to sit there typing the whole thing out. So you're in luck. See, you should write a Maybe this is, this is the universe giving you a message here. It, it could be, you know, it's funny because my wife laughed at me because I'll, I'll, I probably told her all kinds of fire. And she's not from that world. So she just kind of goes along with it. She doesn't get it. Um, but I've told a you know, firehouse story or fire incident story time and time again. And it's like it happened yesterday, but you know, it, it <laughs> I, you're right. It's one of those things where maybe you use technology and kind of just tell the story and, and go with it. And and I think you inspired me on that one. <laughs> Yay. All right. My job's yeah. done. <laughs> there you go. So any new projects on the horizon? Always. So I just dropped my, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my pivot your mind workshop. So that's okay. on my website to find everything on pivotandslay.com. But it's basically like a five week workshop that you do at your own pace to help you develop the skills you need um, to do mindset work and start getting in the right frame of mind. And it's for, mm -hmm. you know, really it's for anybody, but I it's specifically business driven, too, for those of us who are struggling in business. Um, okay. <clears throat> excuse me. I have another book I'm writing that's coming out later this year about what to expect in the first 12 months of business. And I'm doing a parallel course for that, which will be dropping soon. I'm already almost done with that course. <clears throat> so that's what you have to expect from me. I have a lot of speaking engagements coming up and you're just gonna keep seeing my face everywhere because that is my goal to keep popping up go. on your newsfeed and making you smile and inspiring you to push yourself a little bit further. That's awesome. Well, Jessica, I really appreciate you taking the time and joining me here on the podcast. What's the best way for people to connect with you? You can find everything for me on pivotandslay.com. It has my social media, has a way to contact me, reach mm -hmm. out, has anything um, I offers on there. It's just, uh, it's the best way to get a hold of me. So please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. That's great. And and Jessica has permanent residence on Instagram. I can account to that. So if uh you want to check her out on Instagram. A lot of great content that that she puts out each and each and every day. Um, so again, thank, thank you. you, thank you very much for for you know uh, inspiring and educating and 
uh, doing what you do. And I'd love to have you on again sometime real soon as, as the other book comes out. I'm here when you want me. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Jessica. You have a good day, everybody. If you would drop a comment, hit the like button. Let us know what you think of, of this episode. This is the At The Coffee Table podcast where we sit down and talk about just about anything and everything and hopefully come up with a solution or two. So with that, everybody take care of yourselves, take care of each other and have a great day.